Welcome to The Queer Bean, a podcast about the art and business and joy and struggles of creating a queer media empire. I'm Alicia. And I'm Christina. And each episode, we're going to dive into the process of creating awesome content for awesome queers. So this week, we're talking about the steps you can take uh, in production when you have little to no money and what roadblocks you might encounter and how to overcome them. Of course, we'll have to use our imagination because we're rich. <laughs> no, <laughs> we are not. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm rich in spirit. <laughs> there you go. I'm rich in love. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that's all you really need. Okay. So thanks for listening. Guys, <laughs> and that's it. And that's it. That's it. Uh, see ya, Clexicon 2020. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, love so, won't yeah. pay the rental fee. <laughs> that's that's what I hear. That's what I hear. Uh, this week we started like really getting into production of Out in Love, and let me tell you, it's been a lot. It's been an experience. Oh yeah. Right. How have you been finding it? I mean, I knew it would be this way, but what is it's this way? Can you this explain way? What so, this way is? so you know when you basically when you come up with these brilliant ideas and stories, uh, you know the story creating part is so thrilling, and just you know you're using your imagination and. And you're like, all right, great, let's make it real. And then that, from that moment that you decide to make it real, it's going to be very daunting because you're going to start crunching numbers. You're going to start doing research. And it's, it's basically a battle of like you feel really high one second and then the next second someone quotes you like $800 and you're like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> I have nothing. <laughs> and, then, and, then it's, and then you're back because you're like, no, I found a solution. And then you go back down when uh, the, new, the next quote comes. I mean, it's basically a series of just listening to how much everything costs and knowing uh, that you have very little money to spare, as most people who are doing an ultra, ultra low budget slash no budget <laughs> production. Right. Yeah. I mean, we like the so the script is almost finalized, like very, very close. You know, um, probably like in a day or two, but. When I think it was last week, maybe the week before last. They're like, okay, time to move to the next step. And I was like, I'll right. do the budget. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> why I did you? I can't even do my own budget. Like, why do I want to do the budget for this project? <laughs> I was so relieved when you volunteered to do it. I mean, I didn't even want to talk you out of it because I was like, yeah, some, yeah, cool. I mean, in my heart, I was like, oh, Alicia, <laughs> it's gonna be, it's gonna be horrible. <laughs> I got it, you know, because yeah. I'm an overachiever, number one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so a dangerous like, game. It is a dangerous game. So I was like, oh, I'll do the budget. I feel like that's something I should do. Right. So I signed up to do this budget, and I'm looking. Now, mind you, I haven't done a full-on film project for many years. I've just been writing. So actual production... Yeah, it's a whole nother beast. I am out of practice, right? So when I went to like sit down 
and I'm looking at the price of things, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, this inflation. is actually <laughs> not going to be able to do it. That's it. It's canceled. <laughs> You're like, prices like, have gone up in <laughs> the last couple like, years. It's like, how much does this cost? How much does that cost? Yeah. What has happened to the <laughs> to the world? Everything was all upside down. The thing is, when I when I start a project and if it's something that I enjoy and something that I'm passionate about which I enjoy film I enjoy production I'm passionate about this project I will burrow like deeply into a hole like it, it is it's really I mean it's it has its benefits and it has its downfalls because I'll be like sleep what is it <laughs> you know what is Ooh, sleep what is that I I just need to, I can just continue to research because I love research. However, yeah. the problem becomes when I can't find the answer, I get frustrated. Yeah. And so that's what was happening when I was trying to, you know, create a budget. I'm like, wait, but this is not I was like I know what I'm doing, right? But I don't but I feel like whatever I'm doing is not the answer. Right. <laughs> In a more real way, I don't know what right. I'm doing. It's like, yeah. theoretically, I understand the process. Yes, yes. It's the application. But the, right, to apply the actual funds to the things that we oh. need, these yes. things are not lining up. So basically, I made like a, a, a spiritual budget. Let's just call it, let's just call it that, a spiritual like budget, that. right? With some ideas, because... You know, Christina wanted to use a specific camera, which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. But and also not cheap. Yeah. Right. So I was like, well, we'll just make a budget with this camera and we'll go from there. <laughs> Yes. Go from there. In all fairness, she did ask me, ideally. Yes, I did. Because, you know, you have to know what the goal is and then start subtracting. Yeah. That's yeah. what I feel like. What do you So we're really doing it on the want? iPhone now. <laughs> no. An iPhone, a couple flashlights. Yep. Uh, maybe not even. Just some phone, some phone flashlights. You're like, maybe no. Right. It might. You know, remember how I was talking about a couple weeks ago how I really love natural light? Yeah, so. <laughs> there you go. We only shoot uh, in direct sunlight. It's going to be great, guys. Really harsh shadows. <laughs> Every scene. No. So what do you do, right, when you have a set budget, which mm -hmm. we do, and you have to work within that, um, that framework? Right. First thing is beg people to donate their time. Yes. Right? Or let me back up. The first thing is figure out what you need. Yeah. You know, so the first step to creating any budget is, of course, looking at the script. And I know I said the script isn't like, isn't, it isn't locked yet, but it's just a couple of little tiny things that's why right. it's not locked. Nothing major is going to change in this in this pilot. So we know where the locations need to be. Right. We know who the characters are. And for the most part, we know how long each scene is going to be right and so we know what our props are going to be we know pretty much wardrobe you know so how many people do you need in order to fulfill the vision now if this were a hollywood you know big budget uh film we'd have like 150 people oh yeah yeah but it's not so we have like 15 which is still <laughs> a lot and, and that but that's including the cast yeah, well, <laughs> I guess it's not. That's, that's including the cast, of which 
Christina counts double, so. (laughs) (laughs) So first, you know, figure out, you know, like your locations, your, you know, basically figure out the things that are gonna cost you money. Yeah. Right, figure out the things that are gonna cost you money and then figure out what, who you need to get those things done and how many of those things you can get for free. Right. That's really what it comes down to when you are, I can't, I don't even want to call it indie filmmaking. It's like, what's, what's below indie? (laughs) (laughs) And it's not student because we're not in school. So it's like broke ass. No, um, (laughs) what I call it gorilla. That's, that's what they used to say back in the day, right? Gorilla filmmaking. filmmaking, It's a gorilla film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's, that's what you have to do. (laughs) Beg, essentially for time, beg mm-hmm. for um, locations, beg for... Forgiveness. Forgiveness, <laughs> that comes later. Right. <laughs> that, that comes later, you just make yourself like a forgiveness bank, of, you know, right. a forgiveness and a thank you bank, so you know where you're going after the fact. You know, it helps when you have somebody on the team who's really good um, at selling the vision, which Christina is. <laughs> excellent at selling the vision and convincing people that actually yes i do want to work for you (laughs) and or with you and not get paid anything just for the experience of working on this project that's that's the key wouldn't you say absolutely that's an important part i feel with any project that i've ever done um always i don't have any money (laughs) or very little to provide but um I always make it a point uh, to sit down with whoever um, I want to be on board the project and really, it's not just a pitch, it's it's just really tell them, you know, not just, okay, what this project is, what we can do for you, but honestly why I'm doing it and why it matters. And I think if you speak from the heart about your project, you'd be surprised how many people want to help you because everyone who's an artist wants to be a part of something where they get to be creative and they feel like they like the content and it's good content and it's content they would want to see out there. And so so it, it's a two-pronged thing because it's also about you know finding when you're going to ask for these favors and you're going to ask for people to join your team, make sure that the people you're reaching out to are aligned with the beliefs of your content and what you're doing because that's going to make your life a lot easier as well. You know, reach out to people who if for instance, you know, out in love we're trying to highlight um women of color, queer women of color um for our, our crew and our team and so that's a big part of this. So, you know, when I'm reaching out to a queer woman of color, um, and I'm telling them about this and about the story and they find a connection to it, it's it's also an extra bonus that they're like, yeah, we align with that. We want to see more people on these crews that are like you and me rather than the same, you know, white dude, sorry. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, so that's an important part. Uh, if you're gonna, you know, because you don't wanna waste their time or your time talking to someone that you don't feel like will align with your content or your uh, your beliefs. And then after that, the second part is just, yeah, leaving it all on the line. Really, really open your heart up and actually tell people 
you know, what this journey is and what you see in the future for it as well. Because, you know, selling a short-sighted project is harder than selling something where you're like, no, this isn't just about, hey, come help me on a pilot. This is about, we are building a movement here. <laughs> like we are building a season, a series, a, a, a whole team that will change the way we make queer content from now on. I mean, that's, that's where you start. You know, you got to sell that nugget of heart. <laughs> I'm sold. Where do I, where do I sign <laughs> <Yeah>. up? <laughs> Alicia, you already signed I up. <laughs> I, I, did not, I did not get that pitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the, you got to know, <laughs> you got slow pitches throughout a, a, a drunken party at Clexica. <laughs> For the re- wait. <laughs> I was not. I was not drunk during that party. For okay. the record, I don't know if you were. Fine. Even though I, I was the one with the thermos of alcohol. Thermos. Um, <laughs> people, a thermos. Listen. Um, I mean, no a, judgment. That's a life hack. Okay. That, that is, that a, is life a life hack. hack for you guys. Anybody who's going to Clexicon next year, uh, you know, drinks are hella expensive. Yeah. Bring yeah. your own. Yeah. That's you need to I follow Alicia's advice because she knows how to do things properly. Not like me. I'm like. I'm so new. <laughs> That's how I act. Buying my $26 cocktails. Like, what? who am I? Why? Uh, Richie Rich. Right. Okay. Yeah. And this it's is okay. why we don't have a budget. No, I'm kidding. Because <laughs> of Clexicon. I lost it all. No. Um, That's it. That's it. So, but yeah, what, what Christina was saying is really important, right? Start with why you are doing it. Yeah. Why are you writing that story? Why are you producing this project why 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 yeah that is what people are going to engage with more so than what you're actually doing yeah. right because if let's say if this wasn't going to be a web series let's say it was going to be a film or let's say it was going to be some really like interactive text-based game or something right. you know what i mean it doesn't matter the medium doesn't matter what matters is why you are doing it who you are doing it for and finding people who share those values with you yeah. because at that point when you say and you know i can't pay you anything right they're still going to be like well that's okay i believe in the vision Right. I believe in you and I believe in this vision and I want to be a part of this. Right. And I want to see us grow together. And that's really what it's about. And that's also what Christina is really good at communicating um, to everyone. For the most part, pretty much everybody we, we, we have on this project right now and the team is nowhere near full so if you're interested and you live in the los angeles area (laughs) dial (laughs) 1800 no budget you know hit us up on out in love uh that's the that's the instagram that's the instagram account where you can find us where most of the action goes down if you're interested in being on a crew and you believe in the story we've been telling you over these past few weeks then you know reach out talk to us yeah. See, maybe we can make some beautiful together. You know, that's that's our goal anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So we're doing the pilot first, and I think it's a bit unconventional, but not in not in a bad way. Unconventional in a great way because we want to have something to show people. You yeah. know, something tangible that 
folks as an audience can see and get behind that. Not some like pie in the sky thing of some right. web series that may or may not become a thing yeah. and we're gonna give you our money, donate our money to your to your cause and then you right. never see us again, you know? Yeah. We wanna yeah. show that we are really serious about about this project. And that was Christina's idea, right? Right. It mm, was, yeah, right? but I don't know. <laughs> Probably <laughs> sounds sounds like my uh, ambitious uh, <laughs> nature. Um, just kind of going for the dream. That sounds yeah. like me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually, when people are doing a web series, they have the idea, and maybe they have a script, maybe, and then they start their crowdfunding process. I'm sure everybody right. knows what crowdfunding is. So you don't need to go into that, but. Um, and they crowdfund for the entire series. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's the norm, and that's the norm for a good reason. Is because a lot of people don't have the funds to make the pilot. Yeah. In the first place, and so True. you can't really say I'm going to make a pilot and I'm going to show people, and then I'm going to ask for money. It's a luxury to be able to make the pilot first. It is. Fact, <laughs> <laughs> it really is. You can thank Christina for yeah. for that luxury because it's her money. <laughs> it is. It's always my money. And I mean, honestly, you have to be willing to invest in your own production if you're going to have a bunch of people working for you for free. So, yeah, yeah that's that's true. Um, where do you look for these people who are you know willing to donate their time for you? So for for crew, um, I've recently gotten into uh, using Facebook groups to post uh, for crew calls, for casting calls too. There are a lot of groups that are very specific on Facebook. It'll be like Los Angeles LGBTQ uh, women in film and media. Like it's very <laughs> like you can find some. Ig- very specific groups that you're like, oh wait, that's exactly what I'm looking for and post in there. Now, granted, not all groups are the same. A lot of groups have very specific rules. There are some groups that stress that you cannot post uh, anything that is free or below minimum wage rate on there and people get very angry and I, I mean, I understand, like I understand all sides and just respect whatever group. Don't even try, don't do that. That's just, that's just bad. I, I recently, even just the other day, read a long thread on a group about just arguing over projects can't be, you know, like we can't be letting people post this, it's exploitation. You know, like there's a lot of opinions out there as we all know about social media. And I think your best bet is to just read the rules and adhere to them and find a group that works for you. Don't go to the group that's like paid professionals only and then be like, oh, it'll be fine. It's not gonna be fine. Yeah, it's not gonna be fine. And you're just gonna make a bad name for yourself or you're just gonna make angry people be like, oh, never work with so-and-so because it's Facebook and it's your name. (laughs) Like it's not like you can hide. There's no pseudonym there. Um, so yeah, uh, try to find groups that uh, and adhere to their rules. Um, word of mouth is big for me always. Um, I always try to go to any friend. I'm lucky that I have friends from out here from film who went to film school with me or who are still 
kind of film adjacent in some way. And I'll always just ask anyone, like, hey, do you know someone uh, who's, you know, a, a good camera operator? Or do you know someone who's looking to PA and to be on more projects? Because I like working with people who I can get, a, I think everyone likes this, like a referral from, you know, if mm-hmm. your friend is like, yeah, I've worked with this person before, or I know this person and they're really cool and they're reliable, that's that's already one step in the right direction because vetting strangers is kind of scary sometimes. Um, and it's hit or miss. I've, I've had productions in the past um, where, you know, not all the crew <laughs> were diamonds um not some even of the, in the rough no 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 some of them were just straight up cool um and i mean you live and learn and you have to be ready for that too i think that's that comes with the territory of any production it's like best laid plans and then what you actually get that's why so as as much pre-production and vetting as you can do early on is important i mean you never know you can still always be surprised by someone where they just don't show up on set and it didn't seem characteristic of them but that's life you know you move on but word of mouth helps prevent that usually because typically people won't recommend someone to you who is gonna be a douche um (laughs) Other than that too, so so that's mainly with crew. I've I've also posted crew calls before on Craigslist. I don't know if I'm going to be doing that for Out in Love. That is Craigslist is a web that it's 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 too mysterious. Sometimes <laughs> you can you can get you can get something good out of it. I mean, I have before even casted through Craigslist. This was like 2007 though. Different times. Sorry, that was the elderly woman in me. But um, I've used Craigslist for things before and had it work out, but I don't, there's too much risk involved. <laughs> uh, so I wouldn't recommend that. And then for for casting, I've, uh, I use backstage.com well, can you, just, can, you Sorry. can you go into what you mean by risk with, with Craigslist? <sighs> well, I guess it's the same kind of risk that you would get from, you know, someone you don't know via a Facebook group. But the difference is on a Facebook group, someone needs to have a profile in order to be on there. And usually they need to be accepted into the group and answer certain questions and there's a process. So they've already been vetted through something, right? You can look at their profile, you can learn their name, you can search their social media, see that they are a real legit human being, and then you can talk to them from there, get a resume, whatnot. Craigslist is just, come on down, (laughs) whomever you are, like it doesn't really matter. Uh, anyone can email you to a crew call post and it's harder to vet. You know, you're just talking to an email. You're not seeing like a, a picture of who they could be. Like, are they real? Do you know, I, it, it's yeah. just, are they a serial killer? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little All risky. All the options are available. Right. Right. And then, you know, you don't want to waste too much time engaging in a back and forth, uh, of emails with someone just to find out that they're like a creep in the end, you know, mm-hmm. it's time is money. And so I feel like the risk factor is that, that, yeah, it's just, they don't even have to be like a, a serial killer, but it could be someone who is just wasting your time. Doesn't have a lot of experience or is lonely. I don't know. I've gotten some weird emails before. <laughs> I got poetry once, not gonna lie. To a crew ad? Yeah, to a crew ad. 
I mean, yes. do you remember the poetry? Um, no, I remember it was enough for me to be like, do I need to block this person or like figure this out? I it mean, was, the answer is yes. Right, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like obscene, but it was just like weirdly, like intently romantic. And oh, I was like, wow. what does this have to, yeah. It was for a crew response to a deep, it was a DP or someone who fancied themselves a DP. And they also like attached really artsy photos. They weren't nude photos, but. They uh, they were still weird enough <laughs> for me to just be like, what is this? Why is this happening? And you know, and it just goes to your email, and it's it's just a shit show. Just stay away from Craigslist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's a good that's just good advice. Um, but yeah, and then uh, casting wise, um, I use Backstage.com a lot, just because. Um, it's not very expensive to post a casting call. I think it's something like fourteen ninety nine, fourteen ninety nine, maybe twenty four. I should know this, but it's pretty reasonable because your casting notice can be up for as long as you want it to be up, and it lets you through the site. Your it has like a whole database for casting where it'll organize the pictures and the submissions and you can organize it to like yes no uh you can put them in the audition category and you can request a self-tape through the site so that then the auditions are funneled in there so it's instead of like having to deal with this separately and looking at your emails and it kind of puts it all in one place and people, when they submit, they have profiles up and you can filter things by, oh, okay, everyone who submits needs to have a reel or they have to at least have a headshot. And that way you can kind of uh, this vet who is responding to your ad to begin with. Now, that being said, it's still, it's not a perfect site, uh, but I've done a lot of casting through that. I found, um, one of our cast members, uh, who I love so much, um, through backstage.com. So I guess it does its job well. Uh, there's also, um, well, did you do a chemistry read with the actor, um, that's playing the, the character Sergio? You know, funny enough, I did not, uh, there was no time. So it was, a. Uh, I made this casting choice when we had to do the the scene that I've referenced on this podcast before that I submitted for women making a scene. It's a competition and we had to shoot a scene from our pilot and we were under the gun. It was had to be done within something like four weeks and we had even less time than that. Um, and I, cause so on backstage.com, one of the cool things too is not only can you post a casting call, but you can invite people to audition. So you can go and through the list of different actors and decide like, oh, I like this person's real or I like their look, um, I'm gonna invite them. And then a lot of the time people will submit because you invited them and they feel really good about themselves. So uh, this actor, I invited him and I did it on a lark because I wasn't, I'm just never sure, you know, it's, I know it's 2019, but it's an LGBTQ pilot where I'm casting a man who is going to be gay. And when I'm inviting males, I don't know, it's just who I don't know how they feel about things. I just always feel like, are they gonna be like, no, I don't wanna play a gay guy, I don't know. There's like, 
dude culture still exists and I have heard actors say that but whatever so I I wasn't sure what response I'd get from people but this particular actor he's he's submitted um and I was really excited and his audition tape um it was great I mean for no direction as well you know when you receive an audition tape in general you can't be too picky with someone's first read of something you know because they they don't know the context of the sides yet you haven't directed them what are sides for for the folks who might not know right so sides are just the uh excerpt of the script that you are having that character audition so uh, if your character's name is bob his sides would be a scene preferably that has a lot of dialogue from bob so that you can kind of get a feel for his acting chops and how he would interpret the character you don't want to choose a scene from your script as the sides that is a scene where bob just says thanks at the end and it's like really awkward where it's just a bunch of dialogue from the reader and then bob nodding um so yeah that's what sides are um and so when an actor submits a self-tape you know they get this, the sides, this this scene, they have no real context at all, uh, except whatever character breakdown, um, which for those of you who don't know, character breakdown is just the description of the character, like what they're like, what they might look like. Um, so that's all they have to go on. And then they're gonna do this scene um, on a video and it's gonna be, you know, just, what they can give you, they're gonna choose their moments. And so when you're watching it, it's not gonna be what you've envisioned exactly, you know? But at least for me, I know what I look for is the choices that they make on, like for certain sentences, if they do beat changes on their own, which, you know, like if if they're not just saying every line the exact same kind of Mm -hmm. uh, intention, you know? Uh, Especially for scripts where, it's an argument, you know, most people's instinct is to keep arguing the whole time and just be very like defensive and aggressive. And there's no, I don't like to get an audition like that because I don't see any changes. You didn't take any risks of giving me something different in Mm -hmm. one of the deliveries. Like you're just coming at it the same way every time. Because what I'm looking for is not even, did you say the line the way I wrote it or what I intended? Because I haven't, talk to you about more about this character I'm looking for the fact that you made a different choice and it lets me see that you could do that right it lets yeah it gives you like a a glimpse of like oh they have some kind of range they have a way to change the tones of their voice and a big thing is how they look at the camera just how they or the actor that they're talking to like when they're not talking that's I feel like most of acting uh, happens when you're not saying anything just the expression on your face I hate just pro tip out there I don't like receiving a tape where I can tell that the actor is thinking of their next line mm-hmm. while the other person is talking listening is very very important if you don't have it memorized that's hold the script in your hand it's much better to be listening and then take a glance down before your line than it is to be quote unquote memorized and you know obviously lost thinking like counting the words almost that the other person is and you can tell you can always tell there's just like 
it, it's how you can tell when you're talking to a friend that they're thinking about what they're going to say next and not listening to you. Like in an argument, I've, I've had those moments where I know, <laughs> I know they're just thinking of their rebuttal and right, they don't right, care right. what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, so those are some things to look for, um, in a self tape, but this actor, he had an interesting interpretation. It wasn't even what I directed him to do in the actual scene but I saw that he had a kindness in his eyes and I knew <laughs> I knew he was the one because I saw that he could do that. Um, What's his name? His, his name is Pedro Figueroa and he's amazing. Um, he's really, it's funny because he, he's got a bunch of tattoos. He's big and tall, pretty buff guy. And so he gets cast in a lot of villainous kind of roles like he I saw his reel and a lot of them were like drug lord cop angry husband and the funny thing is from his audition though I could see this other side this like sweet character and what I did was um I was interested in having him play the role and so I didn't have time for a chemistry read but I did want to sit down with him because I do like meeting people like I said before if you're gonna have someone do something for free for you meet with them talk to them I mean even if you're paying them right yeah yeah, like meet the people yeah Yeah. (laughs) exactly one it's meet like dating, yeah. Yes, yes. It's like you have to dating. meet yes. your suitor. <laughs> yeah. See if your if your work chemistry is on point. Exactly, and so I met with him for coffee, and well, we clicked instantly. He was just such a sweetheart. And one of the things he told me was that he was really excited to play this character because this character was him the real him like he felt like he's never played a role so close to who he is you know playful and caring and affectionate because he always gets these because he has a look where yeah if you're gonna typecast someone he can play like the uh harder guy the cop the the drug dealer like yeah but I didn't see that at all I saw this vulnerability in the way he would look at the camera so I was so happy when he said that he resonated with it um and we basically we didn't do a chemistry read but it might as well have been because we talked about um our lives uh about you know just personal things, why we connect to, uh, why he connects to the character, his personal story. I told him my personal story, which is uh, the actual story out in love is my, my life. So I talked to him really candidly and sincerely and we just, it worked and it clicked. Um, and so I guess that it was a different kind of chemistry test. <laughs> yeah. I mean, whatever kind of chemistry test you do, whether you're doing it for the actors or whether you're doing it for um, production crew, just make sure you do one. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's, the, that's yeah. The, the theme of the story. Just make sure that you get in a room with whomever it is before yeah. you're actually working with them to see if you like one another because oh, yeah. it's hard work being on a set and creating a project it is it's long hours you're not getting paid you're, yeah. you are getting fed but you're not getting, right you're not getting paid. it's grueling yeah. it's grueling work and especially on it's also a, fun guys sorry in case anyone wants to I be mean, on the set if you're 
if you are if you have done this before and if you continue to do it you do it because you love it you're not yeah. doing it because you're like this next one transformers money about to be rich avengers money is coming my way you're not doing it for that you know you're doing it for the love of of creating something and the love of collaborating with people because i think filmmaking for me of all of the arts is the most collaborative yeah, art that exists. Sure. It requires work from every medium that you can think of. It requires input from that person. Um, so you're really, you know, you have the words to start, certainly, but in order to bring those words to life, you're going to require so many people to buy into the vision and not oh, yeah. just buy into the vision, but bring their own unique perspective to it as well. And that's how you get something really special in the oh, end. Yeah. And that's what Absolutely. we're that's what we're going for here. We're not just trying to create like another web series in the 100 million web series <laughs> that are that exist in the world but we're trying to create something that resonates with uh, every person who is going to engage with it you know yeah. so if you not if but when you watch this pilot <laughs> you know we want you to feel something for the journey that the main character is going th the main characters rather are yeah. going through or even you know the secondary characters everyone has their own journey and it's these things become universal because even if you don't know the experience of wow i was so-called straight for like 30 years right. and then i yeah. had a light bulb <laughs> go off and now i'm gay Woo, maybe you don't know that life right? maybe you don't know that yeah. life but maybe you do know that you were not living your truth for 30 yeah. years and yeah. then you experience something and it opened your eyes to who you really are yeah. right and that's the universality of story and that's what we're trying to display um with this pilot and with the series as a whole so we're super if in case you can't tell we're super excited about it <laughs> we're pumped we're hyped we're hyped sure. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> you know hype, there's so. a lot that's been done there's a lot yet to be yet to be done but mm -hmm. you know when you're engaged and when when you love something you're happy to throw unlimited amount of oh, of yeah. hours and even the hurdles that we talk about they don't they don't feel like the regular kind of hurdles in your life at uh let's just say a day job or something that you don't want to be doing where yeah it's it's a hurdle and you don't want to get over it <laughs> these are hurdles you actually are pumped to jump over like yes. you're like yes let us let's let's do it you're gonna raise the bar okay i'm gonna yeah. stretch i mean this is jump. so real for me right now because i have had some some hurdles at my day job right i have had some hurdles and I have cleared the hurdles recently, but the act of clearing the hurdles, it was like, <laughs> I don't really, do I want to? Yeah. Do I want to put in the effort required to right. achieve this thing that y'all want me to achieve? Right, yeah. And frankly, the answer was not really, but I did it <laughs> because I like paying my rent. 
Right. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. Like, there's a huge homeless population in Seattle, and I don't want to join it. Yeah. So I, you know, Yikes. I had to step my game up and and work a little bit harder at at my day job. But there is a there's a dissonance there mm-hmm. when you are not fully engaged with yeah. the work when a job is a job and oh, yeah. not your mission. Yeah, you, you yeah. accomplish something and you feel dead inside right after. <laughs> You're just like, everyone's like, great job on that report. You're like, yeah. Yeah, it was great. I feel uh, nothing. <laughs> thanks. Um, it was, yep. Another one tomorrow? Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to this podcast yesterday called Million Dollar Something or the Other. I don't remember. I will put it in the show notes, but <laughs> the um, the host is is talking about you know how we always try to wait until the perfect moment to take that mm. next step. You know, yeah. oh, this is not right, and this is not right, and I have to do this, and then I'll be able to pursue my passion, and then right. I'll be able to quit my job, and then I'll be yeah. able to X Y Z. And she, something she said, like, just stopped me dead in my tracks. She's like, you know what? It doesn't matter if it's perfect or not. What you think is uncomfortable is actually not that risky, you know? Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, you can always find another job you hate. So it's That's actually really safe to go and try this this thing that you might think you're crazy for trying or take this this step that you are uncertain about because yeah. you actually do have a safety net. The safety net is there's always another job to get that you don't want. Damn, that's true. <laughs> I was it's like, very wow, true. you are correct. <laughs> yes. Very astute. There is always another job you can do that you hate. Always <laughs> out there. So don't exactly. don't be afraid to go find the job that you actually like. Yeah, you can always fall back to the bullshit, right? If need yeah, be. it's no prize, you know, <laughs> where you are right now. If you're not liking it, what are you afraid to lose? I mean, right. it's like, oh, I gotta yeah. go. To oh darn, this job that I don't even want to be at. Yeah, but okay. I can't lose it. Not this one. <laughs> not this shitty one. Right, no. right. You can find That's another true. one. You will find another job that you hate equally as much. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. so you you can take take the leap is what yeah. is what I'm saying. Like take and the absolutely, jump. I feel like risk taking in general is is what's it, it is what this is all about. I mean, even how we started this episode talking about when you have no budget, how do you make production work? It's a bunch of risks. Is what right. it is. It's putting yourself out there for no's constantly and feeling like, well, you have to make a decision. What's the worst that can happen from a no? I mean, you're gonna be sad for a second and you're gonna have to process all that, but then you move forward and you take another risk and and you have to be willing to do that because it's what you love. What else would you do that for? Right, yeah. And and I mean, even and, and when we talk about asking, for favors and pitching to people. And Alicia has pumped me up on this podcast and been like, yeah, Christina, she's really good at convincing people. And that's wonderful. And I, you know, I can pat myself on the back sometimes, but don't get me wrong. There are a lot of no's Mm -hmm. that I get that crush me for a minute where I'm just like, well, (laughs) 
this isn't going to happen. And I'll just sit there and I'll just like mope and I become Eeyore and suddenly everything's falling around me. And it's okay. It's okay to, you know, feel all of that. Yeah. Let it, yeah, sit with it for however long, for a moment, don't make it too long. And then get back up and take a new risk because someone's no does not define your production, your project, your art. It's, it's, that's not going to be defined by the nose. Yeah. It's going to be defined by you and the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. By the nose, you know? Yeah. I actually had to have my therapist tell me that last week. (laughs) 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 See? Because, you know, I'm in the process of, uh, switching day jobs. And originally the other day job was a no. And it wrecked me. I was like, no. Like, (laughs) what? What do you mean? What do you mean, no? Do you know who I am? Like, (laughs) but it wasn't like, do you know who I am? It was that I knew I had really worked, I had worked really hard and I'd really excelled at the process of attaining that job and that opportunity. So when they said no, I felt it like it was a reflection on myself and and like do I even know who I am if yeah. I thought I did so well and they rejected that what right. does what does that mean and I really had to I really had to sit with that spoiler alert the no turned into a yes through a very complicated uh, <laughs> because Alicia's amazing and everything was fine a very complicated <laughs> process the no actually turned into a yes yes but and her downward spiral was not necessary it was but it's totally okay unnecessary. <laughs> the next day I was like wow I'm so dramatic like <laughs> I mean aren't we all <laughs> it's like all that that I did yesterday was totally unnecessary but when I spoke to my therapist about it she's like you know you don't have to feel a type of way you don't have to feel bad about receiving a negative response and allowing yourself to go through what that feels like in your body what that feels like in your spirit like you get to sit with that you get to understand what it means you know don't wallow in it is the key yeah right sitting and wallowing are two different two different things but you (laughs) get to sit with that you get to you know feel it you get to understand it and then you have to figure out a way forward so just like with that it's translated to whatever project you might be working on currently or you might be thinking about working on soon enough somebody's gonna tell you no at some point you know and it might feel extraordinarily personal like right. they're like they're telling your whole entire person yeah like you're just no. not good enough you're yeah. not good enough that's sometimes what a no sounds like like oh no you're not right you're not good enough for me to really engage with on this <laughs> right. and you know what honestly their no isn't about you it's not it's about their them. no is about them yeah their no is about them you might not understand that you might not feel that when you first hear it yeah but you know go through it and you'll hopefully you'll get to that point where you where you realize that yeah honestly something that I have learned um and I will say see I'm a perfectionist as well for sure (laughs) and that is a rough road if you're out there and you're a perfectionist I'm so sorry um don't do it to yourself right yeah but something I've learned over the years, uh, after it's beaten into my head over and over, um, is that you have to be open and let yourself 
be open to the no to get a yes. yes. Because the problem is, if you half-ass it because you're afraid of rejection, let's say you don't fully put on the table everything, you kind of like tiptoe around because you don't want the no, you're not going to get the yes either. That's a big issue that I actually discovered again on this production <laughs> because I took a meeting um, with a cinematographer uh, who is amazing and incredible and you know way above what I can afford and I knew that and I, I pitched my heart out but I also tiptoed around you know, trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this budget work? What can I do? Even though I knew, you know, like it's, it's going to be impossible to, to pay them what they need in their ideal budget. I wasn't able to say that right away because I was so afraid of the no. I just didn't want to get rejected, Mm -hmm. even though I wasn't getting a yes either, but I was living in this kind of in between, uh, uh, place where I I still felt safer because I hadn't heard no yet Mm -hmm. but that was getting me nowhere and then I spoke to you know Alicia and she's Alicia the Great for a reason Um, (laughs) and she enlightened me of like well uh, put it out there put out what you can do what you can give what you can't worst that could happen is like she doesn't do it that that's it that's that's it that's like what you have to do and I was like yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it always sounds easier when it's coming right. from somebody else. Well, yeah, but right. I, it was like, it was so much what I needed to hear because, again, I was sitting with my emotions and they were a lot, as they usually are. And I was just kind of hearing, yeah, the worst that can happen is she says no. But having the reassurance from Alicia of like, that no won't mean we don't get this production. It means we, we have to keep looking. You know, it means like, yeah, you have a connect because I did. I felt this great connection uh, with this cinematographer. So I really wanted her on this project. I thought she was so amazing for it. So, yeah, I was very invested, which, you know, you'll always be invested when it's your project. Um, But hearing Alicia just break it down, I'm like, yeah, well, all you can do is, you know, say what we can do. (laughs) And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work and we'll figure out the next person. And I was like, all right. And I sent out the email and I reiterated the situation and what I can do, what I can't. And I was like, I I left a little clause in there of like, I totally understand if you can't do this, I get it. And I look forward to being able to work with you some other time. Like, you know, I said how I felt and just threw it out there. And I was actually even expecting, like I was already ready um, uh, for the no. (laughs) She didn't email back right away. And I was like, all right, well, I tried and I and I got a yes I got a yes from actually being ready to take the no I was Mm -hmm. so prepared too and then I got the yes and that was amazing and I you know we will be announcing our crew and cast over time soon on our social media so uh you'll find out yeah out in love series (laughs) out in love series everywhere you look is out in love series and uh we'll be doing announcements so you'll get to meet all these great people who i'm so stoked to work with but i the point is again i could have really missed out on that yes if i had just left things in this weird kind of uh, nebulous like place where i'm not saying what i need and i'm not being 
fully honest with what I can do because I'm just so afraid to be rejected. I would have yeah. just, you know, pro- they would have probably lost interest because I wouldn't have emailed back right away. And like, you know, they would have been like, all right, well, this is moving on. I'm moving on. And, and that whole opportunity could have been squandered for no reason but fear. Yeah, ooh, fear. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Next week on. (laughs) I mean, it just comes down to tell people who you are, tell them what you're about. Either they want to ride with you or, or they don't. Yeah, you know, and that if works they for don't, dating too. <laughs> it works for every aspect of your life. Yeah, you know, you can apply it. This is who I am. This is what I'm about. Do you want to ride with me? Yes, awesome. No, cool. Yeah, you know, because what it's maybe fine. whatever they're doing in their life, it doesn't align align with yeah. what you're doing, and then that means it wasn't meant to be anyway. You don't exactly. want to force you know a connection that wasn't meant to be if this if this a uh, cinematographer had said no i truly believe that you know you would have worked with you would have worked with her on a different project right yeah exactly in the game when it life was is long. When it was meant to be hopefully <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i mean hopefully that's what um, i'm shooting for <laughs> Yeah, and we'll be no. here. We'll we'll see you guys episode. <laughs> I don't know, one million and two. Yeah, <laughs> we figured out how to live forever. I know. We're making like three D. You know what? What'll be like virtual like reality hologram? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just pop up in your living room and talk to you. <laughs> hologram podcast. That would be yeah really weird. Yeah, I can see it. That would be that'd be strange. <laughs> that'd be strange. So, is there anything else you want to talk about as far as the process of producing a project creating your art when you don't have the funds like um i would like to say be flexible mm. be able to pivot that is Oof. such a tool in anything in life but you being able to not be so married to certain ideas like knowing what to kill or t- what to marry <laughs> like that game don't be afraid um, to kill your darlings yeah exactly right? that's what they say don't get so attached oh yeah oh yeah know. i mean i i've written things before where i wrote it in a an airport a scene and then i was like what that's not gonna happen <laughs> um <laughs> i can't shoot in an airport i don't have a permit for that so it ended up being a bus station and we worked around things and it happened restriction is great right, right yeah that's where like true comedy and creativity can be born out of situations where you have to like think outside of the box right to make something better like dealing with people when you are trying to build a team sometimes you have to think outside of of the box you know a lot of times your uh budget will force you to, oh, yeah. you to have think to, outside yeah. of the box, you know, and get for to sure. know people for what they can do, not necessarily what they have done. Right. Is, yes. I want to say that. It's also an important part. You want, you definitely want to work with people who have experience. Yeah. Um, but you also don't want to eliminate people off jump just because they don't have experience. Right. Right. A resume isn't everything. Right. So you want to find that good balance between people who are first of all people who are going to work hard yeah work ethic i don't know i don't think you can teach it (laughs) no i don't think you can teach it so i personally you know i want to work with people who want to work hard with me Mm -hmm. and you know potentially i can teach you what you need to know 
right. in order to do the job. And then you can learn it and you're gonna work your ass off and we're gonna get there together. So you can have all those different types of people working together and you will have to when you don't have money. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you don't have a choice. You don't Life have a choice. <laughs> makes you. No, but, it, but being flexible is what makes your production happen. Yes. Because your other choice is to be stubborn and to pout and be like, well, that's not what I envisioned. Not and I nothing wrote. gets done. Right. And you have to be able to pivot too. And because between now and the actual days on set, so many curveballs will be thrown at us things you can't even plan for. You will plan for everything and still there will be like curveball that, you know, no one thought of this one thing or this <laughs> one uh, machine isn't working like it's supposed to or, you know, just anything random. And you have to be able to think on your feet and improvise a, a, a way, a solution. And, and even if it wasn't what you wanted, and that's why it's always good going into your production or your art or whatever you're doing to know what is, the heart of it, what's really important, what can't right. change, you know, what is the heart that can't change, and then everything else, be open to the fact that it won't be what you want. <laughs> and you might get something really beautiful out of right. it, too. Yeah, yeah, just know what to keep and know what to let go of, um, because if you already Ooh, go in... Now that's a whole word. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. That is, you can apply that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This is all Everything. code. <laughs> all of our podcasts are very metaphorical. Man, know what to keep and know what mm. to get rid of. Yeah. I, I don't think we could say anything more. Yep. I think that's it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's how I, I end the gospel. <laughs> Thank you for coming to our sermon. Right. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Donations are appreciated. <laughs> Well, no, for real. Donations are appreciated. We'll be coming at you guys, you know, next year with the Outlove crowdfunding. Um, Yeah. And if someone wants to be like an anonymous donor now, like that's totally fine too. Just email us. Uh, (laughs) We are so welcome to someone who wants to open their arms out to us. In their wallets. Yeah. Drop a bag of money, like literally the sack with a dollar sign. I'm I'm yeah. about it. I support it. Yes. Uh, Let's know. do it, Daddy Warbucks. <laughs> Let's One get of it. my other favorite movies, <laughs> Annie. There you go. We are all the orphans. <laughs> so, yes. Christina, where can the people find you? Um, you can find me at Christina Pupo, and that's Christina with a K, and Pupo is P-U-P-O, and that's on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere you're probably looking. All the places, and you can find me at Elishia the Great, that's E-L-I-S-H-I-A, everywhere you want to look, that's where I will be. That's also the name of the website and where this podcast lives, and if you haven't done so already, please subscribe, please leave a review, Please tell us we're awesome. Yeah. We, we'd really like to hear from you. We want to chat with you. What do you like about the podcast? What don't you like? We want to hear all the feedback. Yeah. Tell us what, what you'd like to hear about, what you want us to delve more into. Yeah. Um, you know, so reach out. Chat with us. We'll love you forever if you do. <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.